Nishma Sibah Wabah Mah 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
We always have to keep in mind the words our sages teach. No, it's not our job to finish, but we must attempt. And even when it feels impossible, we're still not exempt.
J.M. in the A.M. Oy, oy, oy. How do I sound this morning? <laughs> it's a Wednesday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. headquarters. NSN headquarters in New York City. Natanel Hirschdick with Ami Yisrael Chai. Misha Asad with Sandy. Shimmy Engel with Nigun Karlin. Avramo with Bring the House Down. Shira Lashem, that's Eitan Freilach. Baruch Levine and Lo Alecha. Brand new from the album Pedusha. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. A special hello to those listening in Hashmonaim, Israel. 
Do we have a major listenership in Hashmonaim? I would say so. I know who's listening, and it's major. So thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you to everybody who's tuned in all around the world. Wednesday on this January the 16th, the 10th of Shvat. Good morning. Don't forget, Monday is our Tuba Shvat special. Mayor Weingarten is expected here. I say expected because we don't know what kind of weather to expect Sunday here in the New York area. Apparently, not only are we expecting some snow and some rain late on Sunday, but then it's supposed to go down to 9 degrees in Manhattan on Sunday night. You ever noticed some of those winter Mondays are really, really cold early in the morning? Well, we could expect one of them this weekend. Nine degrees Sunday night, so it's going to be frozen out there. But hopefully, Mayor will be able to join us in studio. And um, we'll do the Tubishvat special together this coming Monday. After all, when is a better time to do a Tubishvat special than when it's nine degrees and frozen? outside 29 right now with 71 percent humidity winds are west at nine miles an hour partly cloudy today with a high temperature of 42 then tonight partly cloudy low 25 tomorrow mostly cloudy a high temperature 33 degrees 51 right now in Yerushalayim we're at 29 in the New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM plenty coming up Rabbi Vincent Scheinfeld who's been a guest of ours many times on this program was quoted in a Mishpacha magazine article this past weekend. And um, normally, when I would see an interesting topic like the cover of Mishpacha magazine this past weekend, uh, we would get the author on, we would get the the featured um, subject on. But Rabbi Scheinfeld is quoted in the article, and he has addressed this topic of chronic pain in our uh, studios before. So he'll join us coming up 7.35 this morning at JM in the AM. Uh, also, I am told that because Monday's Tu Bishvat, the JNF is revving up, raring to go with their uh, annual tree planting campaign. We'll talk about that in the 8 o'clock hour and much, much more on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here on a Wednesday at the Nachum Siegel Network. By the way, we have an amazing app which gives you the, gives you the ability to comment and let us know what you're thinking out there. For instance, Trucker Yitz early this morning mentioned how he can't believe it's 60 degrees in the Catskills, and then he says, oh, LOL, that's the temperature inside the warm house. It's 17 degrees in Monticello right now. Wow. <laughs> um, he also says that the old Happen Z Bridge is now gone. And... Um, He's a little surprised that we weren't covering it live when they imploded and exploded <laughs> the Tappan Zee Bridge. Uh, Chef Red says, we're sa- uh, we're sounding wonderful here in the holy city of Yerushalayim. Thank you, Chef Red. And Mazal Tov on, uh, on the big wedding that you're attending in Israel. 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Ya 
nights, couldn't sleep no more. Scared of the sign that was hanging on the door, but there's nowhere to go, nowhere to be. Just an orphan in 1943, when they steal your soul and forget your name. There's a faith that just won't change, like glowing lights behind the embers flame. Break them free when I call your name. Rabbi Silver sets sail, cruising all through the night The guards at the door try to put up a fight They said, ain't nothing here for you people to claim Every single kid here looks the same When he shouted these words, the kids came alive They could see the parents right in front of their eyes Grabbing the stuff without saying goodbye Kicking and screaming, they started to cry
Yeah. 
Lord, in the heat. 
JM in the AM. Mordechai Shapiro, Lo Alecha. Tzemach Tzadik, done by Ohad. Ari Goldwag had Aleinu, Va'ani, that was Mordechai Ben David. Eighth day with Shema Yisrael off of Stronger, Closer. And you heard Benny Friedman in there with Visecha Zena, that uh, recent single here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And I want to thank those who are commenting on the app this morning, who are tuned in in different parts of the world. Our rabbi friend in Atlanta says, Boker Tov, Atlanta listening and waiting eagerly. Yom Tov. Well, it seems that Mayor Kay is going to be visiting us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. That's right, Mayor Kay himself. Is going to be stopping by the studio here at JMM tomorrow morning. And finally, that big announcement that we've been waiting for that very well might include the city of Atlanta, Georgia, will finally be made. So tomorrow morning, make sure to be tuned in. Mayor Kay will be in studio and we'll have all the, well, we'll have a lot of information. I don't want to say all yet. We'll have a lot of information about the big announcement and the big plan all coming up. Here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. Boker Tov from JMM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kanrani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. Sarat Amishpatim, Ayelet Shaked, Mitiheset La Parasha, Hamura Akshua, Biminui Shoftim, Veomeret, Nagia Lehekir Aemet, Lozuman, Tilatetetut. יום סוער עבורי כשרת משפטים וכאישה, יש לקוות כי החקירה תושלם בהקדם על מנת לשמור על מעמדה של הרשות השופטת ועל אמון הציבור בה. ואם נפל פגם בתואר המידות או עבירה פלילית באחד מהמקרים, אני סומכת לחלוטין על מערכת אכיפת החוק, על המשטרה ועל הפרקליטות, שיחקרו את זה ויגיעו באמת לאמת. את הפרשה שהותרה לפרסום הבוקר חשפה כתבתנו הדעה שטייף. מאז שעות הבוקר פשטו חוקרי להב 433 על משרדי לשכת עורכי הדין ובתי החשודים בפרשת מינויי השופטים. נאספו מחשבים, טלפונים ומסמכים, ולהב 433 נחקרים עורך דין בכיר שופטת שלום ועורך דין בכירה נוספת. גורמים נוספים במערכת המשפט מגיעים למשרדי להב 433 בלוד למסור עדויות בפרשה. בשעות אחר הצהריים יובאו ככל הנראה חלק מהחשודים להערכות מעצר. ובמקביל עורך הדין אפי נווה יצא לנבצרות מתפקידו כראש לשכת עורכי הדין. שר האוצר וחבר הקבינט משה כחלון אומר בגלי צהל, ההחלטה של ראש הממשלה לפרסם את דבר התקיפה בסוריה לא התקבלה בקבינט. ראש הממשלה קיבל את ההחלטה על דעת עצמו, הוא פיזר את העמימות, דבר שבעבר אנחנו כחבר קבינט ידענו ולא אמרנו, אבל אני מציע לשאול אותו למה הוא עשה את זה. אנחנו מבחינתנו מעולם לא דיברנו על זה, לא אני וגם לא חבריי, אבל יש לו את הפריבילגיה, הוא ראש ממשלה, אתה יודע. כשאני אדבר זה יהיה הדלפה, כשהוא ידבר זה יהיה ידיעה. מפקד משמרות המהפכה באיראן, מוחמד עלי ג'עפרי, מבטיח הבוקר על אף איומי ישראל, תישאר נוכחות איראנית בסוריה. ג'עפרי הוסיף, איננו מתכננים להוציא את משמרות המהפכה מהאזור או את הנשק האיראני מסוריה. הרשויות המקומיות נגד משרד הדתות, מרכז השלטון המקומי שיגר הבוקר מכתב בו הבהיר לא נעביר את תוספת התקציב למועצות הדתיות על חשבון תקציבים אחרים. מדווח כתבנו ניר שוויד. לפני שבועיים דרש משרד הדתות מהרשויות המקומיות להגדיל ב-20% את תקציב המועצות הדתיות שברשותן. במרכז השלטון המקומי התרעמו על ההעלאה, והבוקר יותר מ-80 רשויות שיגרו מכתב למשרד הפנים בו הבהירו. לא נקצץ בתקציבים אחרים ולא נממן את התוספת מבלי אישור להיכנס לגירעון מובנה. 
יושב ראש יש עתיד יאיר לפיד מתחייב, אפעל לתקן את חוק הלאום כך שלא יפגע בעדה הדרוזית. אני מתבייש שאזרחים ישראלים צריכים ללכת מבית לבית בגשם, בסופה, בשביל לבקש את הדבר הכי בסיסי, שזה השוויון שלנו. ואנחנו נתקן את חוק הלאום. את הדברים אמר לפיד מחוץ לביתו, לשם הגיעה צעדת המחאה הדרוזית. בית המשפט גזר חמש שנות מאסר על עובד חברת האבטחה NSO שניסה למכור ברשת את מוצרי החברה. כתבתנו ליה ספילקין. יחיאל ליסקוב בן 38 הואשם בגניבת תוכנה ובניסיון למכור אותה לגורם זר. חברת NSO עוסקת במתן פתרונות טכנולוגיים בתחום הסבר, סייבר, ומשווקת את מוצריה בישראל ובעולם. בהסדר הטיעון שהוצג הורשה בגניבה ממעביד בלבד. האישום הביטחוני שהופיע בכתב האישום המקורי נגדו הוסר. ומזג האוויר קר, רוחות חזקות, שלג בחרמון, גשם וברד בצפון. הגשם מתפשט בשעות הקרובות עד לצפון הנגב. משעות הערב, שלג אולי גם בירושלים, עם סיכוי שיערם במהלך הלילה בעיקר בשכונות הגבוהות. אלה החדשות שעורכת שירה נאות.
song is Mazel Tov, done by Ellie Marcus on the album entitled David Hamelech here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Shlomo Katz had Nachamu. You heard Yishtabach by request by Yaakov Shweki. Nacham Novea. That was Lipa. Shlomi Gertner in there. Excuse me. Shlemy Gertner in there with Miss Ameach and Ufa Ratzda. Rogers Park opened up the hour for us here 
at JM in the AM. Oh, lots of activity on our app this morning. Uh, let's see. JM wants to hear some eighth day Jerusalem stone and Lenny Solomon's Jericho. We'll see if we could do those. Trucker Yitz is out there. He says, Nahum, you mentioned the big snow on Sunday three years ago that we got two feet of snow on Shabbos, 14th of Shabbos. got a dozen. I remember it so well because then we get to our wedding that Sunday and get to Brooklyn. I don't remember mentioning that one. I mentioned I, I mentioned a big snowstorm. Was it the one from three years ago? No. The one I mentioned, the snow winter that I mentioned in the New York area of note was 2010-2011 when uh, by the time the end of 2010 came, there was like a foot and a half of snow on the ground already and then we just got destroyed that New Year's weekend, uh, which is what I was talking about on the air. I don't remember saying anything about three years ago, but I do remember a snowstorm like that on a Shabbos three years ago. I remember that because I was saying Kaddish. And uh, Trucker Yitz is um, is referencing that on our app as we speak here at JM in the AM. Uh, we're expecting really cold weather over the weekend. Tomorrow, Mayor K in studio. That's right. The legendary Mayor K visits us at JM and the AM tomorrow morning. I just posted it on Facebook. Uh, we've got a big announcement. We've got big plans. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of stuff to discuss. Mayor K in studio tomorrow morning. Don't miss it, folks. Right here at JM and the AM. Mayor K right here at JM and the AM. Uh, later on this morning, or I've been seeing Scheinfeld's going to join us coming up. We'll also talk about the, uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk about JNF and Tubishvat. Tubishvat special is scheduled for Monday. Mayor Weingarten slated to join me. Again, that's this coming Monday right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmas Harav Zebin of Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. One of the major challenges in life is one of emunon bitochon, a person to have faith and trust and to place themselves in Hashem's hands at all times during all challenges in life. In the Parsha, we see two distinct psukim that say the exact same idea, however in different ways. It says of Bnei Yisrael, Hocho b'sochayom b'yabasha, that Bnei Yisrael went in the middle of the sea, but on dry land. In another pasuk it says, Ubenei Yisrael hocho bayabasha, Bnei Yisrael went on dry land, but it was besoichayam, in the midst of the sea. The great Vilna Gaon asked the question, why is it that we have the same idea being expressed? However, the psukim are somewhat different. The Vilna Goyen says the following, that there are people who believe when there's a great miracle that takes place, when something supernatural, out of the ordinary, happens. This is certainly from Hashem. It's a miracle, me'es Hashem. But the everyday life, the things that happen to you and I, just in normal living, an individual gets parnasah, a person receives a check, another one has food to eat, one has a house that is heated, one has proper clothing. Those are not miracles. Those are just happening as we live. Says the Vilna Gaon, the truth is that every single thing that we do is a miracle. 
The breath that we take is a miracle. The heart that beats is a miracle. Every step that we take, every word that we speak is an additional miracle. That is a higher level of emunah, and that is expressed from the difference in the psukim. First we said, Everyone will agree that when a person is going in the middle of the sea, and then all of a sudden there is dry land, everyone will say that is a miracle. Everybody will agree that in that we have amuna. However, when we're walking on dry land, walking down the streets of the city, we have to realize that we're besachayam, that there is a river that could crash in from both sides, that we are surrounded in our very existence, our life is a miracle. When a person comes to that understanding, then they realize the second level of amuna, that all is a miracle, and that we thank Hashem as we say in the Modim, on the miracles that happen at every day, and that each time. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. sacred home where our base Hamikdash stood now the foxes roam overcome with grief by their awful plight such a desecration to the holiest of sights but one man shed no tears he just stood there laughed and smiled he answered their confusion and explained This destruction was foretold Before our home is built anew So I smile as I see those words come true And though we wait for so many years Our faith remains the same That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain And though we've cried so many tears We are comforted by you Akiva, Akiva, Nicham Could we have known it would take this long? Clinging to your hopeful words, trying to be strong. You're the one who taught that we too can find. Beyond the pain and sorrow, there is a greater plan in mind. 
That one day we'll see the glory of our eternal base on Mikdash As the sounds of laughter fill our streets again Our elders and our children in the city of our King And though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. Though we've cried so many tears, we are comforted by you. And though we wait for so many years, our faith remains the same. That soon the time will come when we will know of no more pain. And though we cry so many tears, we are comforted by you. Brand new from Baruch Levine. The album is entitled Peduska. The, so- the song is Akiva Nicham Tanu here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Well, uh, our friends at Mishpacha Magazine this past uh, weekend have a cover story written by uh, Eitan Kobri um, with a photograph of uh, Rabbi Alon Gul on the cover. And it says Rabbi Alon Gul taps the Sarno mind body link to banish chronic pain. And under normal circumstances, obviously, the author or the subject of the article, in this case, or by Ghoul, would be my guest. Uh, but in our case, as many of you who are regular JMNAM listeners know, uh, Rabbi Benzion Scheinfeld, who is quoted in the article, has been on these airwaves, uh, on this program, talking about this concept for quite a while. Uh, we've done this uh, conversation many times. And because he was quoted in the article and because there's a lot to say about it, I figured it would be a good opportunity not only to give a tip of the hat to our friends in Mishbacha magazine, but to uh, speak about the concept with Rabbi, with Rabbi Scheinfeld as well. Many of you know him as the head of Camp Kanfe, uh, also Benos Kanfe for the uh, young women and the uh, boys Kanfe for the young men. Uh, three different programs. You can go to confei.com, K-A-N-F-E-I.com. We have mentioned many times that uh, we refer to him as the skiing rabbi because he's always doing adventurous things, including skiing. In fact, the uh, email address, if you want to be in touch with him directly, is skitorah at yahoo.com. Again, that's skitorah 
at yahoo.com. Rabbi Ben-Sion Scheinfeld, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hello, Rav Nachum. It's great to be here. Not, not sure if you remember, but many years ago, about 20 years ago, actually you interviewed Dr. Sarno and myself on your radio station. Oh, I don't remember him being on. That's funny. I don't remember him being on. Wow. No, it was before uh, he actually spoke at David Cohen's shul in Gvulyavit um, about 20 years ago. And uh, before that lecture, you had Dr. Sarno and myself together on your radio station. Interesting. I don't remember that. Now, there, we should we should have mentioned, or I should have mentioned in the intro, another important personality in all of this, in addition to the subject of the cover of Mishpacha magazine and yourself who's quoted, there is a rabbi that you've always told me about that has really promoted the methods that we're about, or the, the concepts that we're about to discuss, and that's Rabbi Katz, correct? Right. Rabbi Katz, who uh, was uh, his father, all of Shalom was the rabbi of the Shtibol, in Farakway, where I grew up, so Rabbi Yekat and Meshkich Yeshiva Torvadas, his wife had back pain. Ten years, she had terrible back pain, and nothing helped. So she went to, went to all the best doctors, and then she went to Doctor Sarno, and like two days later, she didn't have any more back pain. And Rabbi Katz was so inspired by it that he started telling, just probably informally, people about it, and then he started a lecture in his house. Every three weeks, and I believe it's been going on for like 20 years. But the cat is really the best address, I would say, if somebody who's suffering to try to uh, hear a really clear, emotionally relevant, uh, thoughtful, uh, completely like the cat doesn't charge anything. It's all said, so there's no like ulterior motives to go hear the, the, the whole idea of what's going on. Now, the subtitle of the article, I just, I, I just read the cover uh, to everybody here. The subtitle is, Is the Pain Only in Your Brain? And that's basically been the concept that you've spoken to us about over the years, and that is that a lot of, if not all, of body pain, right, chronic body pain is actually, um, you know, in the brain, is actually something that one can control um, uh, with, with, with proper adjustment in their own mind, in their own brain. Now, look, I just want to say as a disclaimer, you are not referring to people who suffer injuries. <laughs> we are not talking about those. You, know, you are not recommending to the person with a broken arm, go out there and ski at the moment, right? That's not one of the, uh, one of the things you're discussing here. Right. This, this whole concept is actually, it's not like some voodoo, like, oh, the, like, you know, uh, treat everything in the world with, with some, you know, extra energy. It's nothing like that. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's actually a physical reality in the body that m- many pains that don't heal, in particular, Dr. Sano starts with back pain, but it goes to carpal tunnel and tennis elbow and actually an endless array of uh, ailments. But many pains that don't heal are, n- are not based on something physical. Like if you have a broken leg, it will heal eventually, and you, your leg won't be broken anymore. Right. But it's the pains that don't heal that, that really this is the starting point for that. Of course, there could be pains in the body that don't heal that are physically based. Right. But it, it was revolutionary to me. In other words, when I had my experience, there wasn't even a chance in the world that this pain wasn't physically based. I went to uh, four different orthopedists or neurologists. They all saw a physical reason for the pain, according to their interpretation, that was based on the MRI. I was suffering from that pain, uh, you know, because the article says I, I literally couldn't bend down to put on, on my socks. 
And, uh, of course, it was physical. I went to physical therapists. I went to chiropractors. And they all, every single one of them, had no question in their mind that it was physically based, based on the herniated disc that I had. And when I heard somebody would even think that this was not physically based, it was absolutely absurd to me. Um, and, 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 the, was, and the article yeah. describes you accurately as a naturally skeptical person. Right. You know, you know me from high school. <laughs> you know, but it's funny, you know, I'm a spiritual guy and I'm being rabbi, but you know, deep down, I'm a rigorously intellectually based human being and uh, uh, probably too rigorously. And uh, um, yeah, so for this, uh, I guess for the listening audience, for me to be saying this, you have to know that I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not easily convinced. Right. But, but it was revolutionary when I went to Dr. Tarno's seminar. And again, even then, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't really believe him, to be honest with you. And, and his basic message to you was, even after examining all the stuff the other doctors did, meaning the, you know, seeing the test results, etc., his basic message to you was, go skiing. Th- that, was the, that was the moment where I, I thought he was completely out of his mind. Right. Right. When he, he said to me, I want to get better, he said, what do you like doing? And I said, I like going skiing. So he said, just go skiing. I said, go skiing. The, the doctor I just spoke to before said, if I go skiing without fixing this, I might get, be paralyzed. Plus, I can't even put on my socks. Yeah. And Dr. Sana says, if you want to get better, just go skiing. Basically, you have to, you know, Robert Katz says this very well also, that there's like a subconscious or something in your body that's trying to control your life. And, and the first step to getting better is not letting it control your life. Um, there, there was a woman in Teaneck, a rush on the time who called me and she was bedridden. She knew that I was an advocate and uh, she didn't go to work for a few days. I said, the first thing you have to do to get better is go to work. Do not, no matter what happens, get up and go to work. Wow. Do not let this control you. And, um, you know, when I spoke at uh, uh, Mr. Garari, Rabbi Garari from uh, um, the Razag uh, Hall in right. Chabad, he, yeah, he had this happen to him and he was fixed by Dr. Sarno or healed whatever the word is. I don't use the word healed because that would imply there was something wrong. He was guided by Dr. Sarno. <laughs> Got it, right. When I, when I go to visit people who, who ask for my help, before I leave, I say I would wish you a, a refuel shalema, but I can't because there's nothing wrong with you. Um, so when he was guided by, uh, um, so he, uh, had this, um, he, he, he had this conference in the Razag where a thousand people came to sort of give an award to Dr. Sarno and to hear a little bit about this theory. So I spoke there, and um, um, w- w- what I said was basically, even if you don't believe it, like w- when I left Dr. Sarno's um, lecture, I didn't really believe it. But I told a, a cute story that I heard that there was a professor, an atheist professor, who was a professor in, let's say, Brooklyn College, and he spoke a lot about atheism and it doesn't really make sense to believe. And then one of his students, one of his firm students, went to his office. And on the professor's door of his office, there was a mezuzah on the professor's door. So the student looked at the professor and he said to him, I don't understand. All you do all day is talk about atheism and how that's what makes sense. And I, why would you possibly have a mezuzah on your door? And the professor looked at him and he said, I heard it works even if you don't believe in it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 
And that's what happened to me. I went to the lecture of Dr. Sarno, and my <laughs> my conscious mind didn't didn't believe it wasn't macabre. But something deeper in me, like my less ego-based uh, mind, heard, probably heard and knew what, the, the, what the Dr. Sarno said was right. And like two days later, without fully, like I said, consciously believing in it, the, the pain went away. Sort of. Uh, so oh yeah. So the term I used in that when I spoke was that Dr. Sarno changed the narrative of our mind and through that the trajectory of our lives right i think that's that's a really good like the narrative of your mind that's really you know anybody listening if if there's any place to start it's that narrative like don't believe any longer that there's actually something wrong with you and therefore this is all caused by that but believe that you're healthy and once you change that narrative eventually the body will uh, kind of pick up on that. And, and, and again, as, as I've said many times, and I'll say it again, this is, we're, we are not discussing situations of, of injury or when there is physical evidence, uh, you know, testing evidence, etc., uh, that there is, in fact, uh, something wrong, something very wrong, whether it be a, a growth, a tumor, a, a break, etc., etc. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about um, uh, chronic pain that can be uh, adjusted by one's mind. We're talking about a Mishbacha article by Alon Gul taps the Sarno mind-body link to banish chronic pain. Rabbi Ben-Zion Scheinfeld, our good friend, uh, was quoted in the article. Have you ever met Rabbi Gul? Um, I actually have met Rabbi Gul. Rabbi Gul's sister, Hila, was a camper of mine on Camp Kanfei Nisharim. Huh. And... And ended up marrying somebody, who, uh, Leon Mayer, who also went on Camp Confin Sharm. And they became, uh, ultimately, became uh, pretty Haredi people and they're wonderful uh, friends, both Leon and Hila. So I, I sort of know, you know connected to them. Rabbi Gul went to Hafter, as did Hila, and they all uh, eventually moved to a little bit uh, more right wing spectrum of uh, Yiddishkeit. But, Sure, he's, I know Hila, and she's very special. I'm sure Rabbi Gould is very special as well. Now, um, one of the most glaring examples of chronic pain is, um, in addition to the traditional back pain as you describe, uh, is you know people who who suffer from pain whenever the weather gets bad. You've heard of this, I'm sure. You know, my shoulder that was operated on 20 years ago it hurts every time it rains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Could it be that those types of situations can also be guided by one's brain attitude? Uh, you know, I, I can't. Once you say there was like a, an actual right. trauma being an operation, right. you know, it's possible that something, you know, maybe something physical is causing that. And you know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to say that. I'll tell you one interesting sort of ramification. When I teach them, you know, I teach in yeshiva high schools. Um, so some of my students say to me they have a headache. Right. So please. so I say to them, I, I don't believe you. They go, what do you mean, Rabbi? Why don't you believe me? I said to them, I never had a headache. I, I don't believe in headaches. I, I guess they exist. I mean, but I, I don't, I personally have never experienced one. So I would say that um, headaches, like I, I think for people who get headaches, again, I'm, I don't know about the migraine headaches. Maybe that's a little bit different, but you could talk to yourself and just say, just like you're almost like you're above it. Like just a headache is very small. And well, it's, it's a for, it's a form of ignoring it, right? Essentially. But, yes, yes, it's a form of shaking it up. It's like it's like seeing above it. It's almost like a, a pothole in the road, and instead right. of looking at the vital, just drive on. And you know, so um, yeah, I think there are many many pains. You know, 
that could be just looked above. You know, the last time I went to see somebody, um, a very uh, very special country of a person in the five towns, before I left his house, I said to him, just look at it this way. Like, the pain is really much smaller than you, and you're much bigger than it. And don't let it, like, loom in front of you like this big, massive barrier. Just look at it something so small, and if you look at it something so small, you will it will act like that. You know, the, you so know I, I, one might think, and, and this may be seriously beyond the scope of this conversation, you could tell me if, if, in fact, it is, but one might think that this same attitude could help somebody who who really is suffering from a physical malady, meaning we know that when, God forbid, someone gets ill, very often there are side effects. You know, they feel a certain way, they're exhausted. One might think that those that those side effects, that those byproducts might be able to be controlled by, you know, by the same mechanism that one uses when, you know, when they have a headache or, or have some type of pain. Am I, am I, am I going too far with that? Well, I, I, I say you're right, but, but I think it's important to distinguish just, just to not to lose the power of what we're saying here. Right. I do believe one's attitude, you know, affects one's immune system and, you know, there's a book by Norman Cousins, how he, I think he cured himself from cancer or some, something very serious by watching um, funny movies. And right. I think he drank apple juice. I, right. He laughed, sure. he laughed himself to good health. Right. So I do believe that there is a concept that well-being and, and mindset gives the body strength to do whatever it has to do. Right. But, but this is just, you know, clearly different than that. This is actually saying that there is nothing wrong with you. Right. Not that you're using your psyche to, you know, um, gather your systems in a better way. This is a, almost a clear, um, a clear medical break, you know, from other. So that's why, you know, it's important to know. Like whenever I say this to people, they always say, well, the mind has to do with this. They have to do with that. And in my heart, I'm saying they're not getting it. Like, yes, of course, the mind has to do everything. But this is only, only your mind and nothing else. And there's nothing, you know, physical. And that's, that's the power of it to really um, revolutionize your attitude and and what could be done from it. By the way, I'm going to suggest to anybody who's listening who wants to explore this further, check out the Mishpacha magazine article because not only do people like Rabbi Scheinfeld or Rabbi Gul or by Katz, etc., not only are they all cited, um, and the article obviously is about Rabbi, Rabbi Gul and his efforts, but um, they have tips for tricking your physical pain. They actually have you know methods that people can use in order to uh, to defeat uh, what will you know hopefully be a chronic pain that goes away relatively soon uh, if uh, those methods are implemented, um, th- there's a, a there's a um, an underlying theme to the article that that burnout um, is um, is is prevalent in the Jewish world because of our schedules because of the rigorous um, uh, uh, rituals that we have etc and and for other reasons. Uh, most people in our community do put in pretty long days. I would say, you know, probably uh, on average longer than than most average Americans. Uh, and there's even a section here, uh, a sidebar, and how to beat burnout. Do you, first of all, do you, do you do you get the feeling that the, these methods would help with that as well? Um, I, 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 would, I guess so. I mean, I certainly respect Rabbi Gould and, and his work. So, you know, I before reading the article, I wouldn't have sort of tied it into burnout right you know i i do tie it into like in general i'm a big advocate like when we talk about skiing you know one of the reasons why i like skiing is i feel like it taps into this uh beautiful energy for life that hashem put in the world that is often um it's often first of all it's not felt and secondly it's it's 
overlooked in terms of both how important and how spiritual that is. Um, I'm, I'm recently, recently I, I use this quote often. It says, food is the most overused drug and exercise is the most underused antidepressant. Wow. That's like a pretty, uh, so like the idea that is that my love of skiing comes from that, this belief that there is an internal beauty that comes from an energy in, in one's body, a joy, and that comes to like skiing or physical. So I think that um, tapping into that sort of optimistic system in your body um, helps. And I think burnout is probably a reflection of somebody who is maybe overly um, overly focused and not, not experiencing the natural joy of life so clearly. So I, I would say that attitude could affect, you know, burnout and then... Or really, the, or, or any malady, any, any you know... Any right. brain-based malady that's that's affecting somebody, right? In our community, because we are so, like Baruch Hashem, so focused about the meaning of life and the purpose of life and what we should be doing, and and which is you know in in, in the big picture like so special, but in in the small picture, um, it causes a, a tension and a um, right uh, uh, pressure, it, it caused, pressure, yeah, pressure, right? So. You know, in, in our community, it's like a, it's important to have, to make sure that whatever you're doing, you know, it's balanced with with the healthy dose of, of the natural joy of living, which sometimes is overlooked. Yeah, and sometimes, especially in this area, it's very hard to get. It's very hard to <laughs> to find that place. You know, we always talk about uh, uh, we're always told rather when 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 going through challenging situations, when I don't know when when one's about to, especially you know, go, go into a difficult test, and whatever the situation might be, we're often told, you know. Think of a pleasant place, you know. Think of that ski slope or the beach or where you like to be, you know, in a in a pleasant, calm time. Uh, you're you're saying that act, actually being there is even better than thinking about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which, which, I, I, I definitely feel that it's very spiritual to do exercise and to find things in your life that that tap into that. You know, I think Hashem gave us all a, a tremendous amount of beautiful energy, but somehow in, in all in, in all of this, that that's gotten lost. It'd be, it'd be beautiful to find, like you know, sources in Chazal, to you know, to find where where people have maybe even the Tanakh when the Gemara have tapped into that, just so people could be reassured that that is not just uh, a distraction, but it's actually part of our spiritual growth. It's so that's- funny. That it's so funny. One listening to this might say it's interesting how you know, for at least a couple of hundred years, r- rabbinic leaders have have encouraged young people to stay in the classroom within the four walls and for as many hours a day as possible and really not to experience any of what you're describing. It's funny how that, you know, that dichotomy of it being such an important part of our tradition in the same, and at the same time in certain circles being discouraged. Yeah, that's a, I'm not really going to, you know, that could be sound controversial. I'm not going to go there, but I would say, uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it's I controversial think- or factual, but I mean, right, I, th- I right, think right. I think there's even a recognition, it, it, you know, among those who have promoted that for years that that they have to be a little bit more flexible when it comes to this thing. Right, and it could be in you know in the previous doros, like people almost had that as part of their lives, like somehow naturally. Maybe that was where people people work, people right. I don't know, you know, slept, <laughs> they rode their horses. I'm not exactly sure what went on there. But, uh, you know, but I would... <laughs> or maybe that maybe that was the enjoyment they got out of life was 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 riding the horse, <laughs> <laughs> right? Something. But I, I would say nowadays, I would say most uh, 
most Rosh Hashivas you would consult with on a private basis would would, would certainly agree with what we're saying. Oh, here. I lo- uh, I love how you add on a private basis. That says it all. Um, Rabbi Scheinfeld, the the you you've some of the things you just described in terms of the beauty of this world and how important it is uh, to one's mind and development uh, when they spend some time, you know, observing the beauty of this world. Uh, let's you know the the the. The, the, from the Alps to the you know the the most beautiful sandy beaches and everything in between, you've seen a lot of it, and you've probably been on hundreds of ski slopes, uh, being the skiing rabbi. Uh, if you would if you would visit one of them today, would you still have that same rush? Would would it still have that same effect on you that you've described to us? Um, I, I would say yes because. The, the energy that I'm speaking about, like the, the beauty, is it's really natural inside of a person. And it's almost like Lahav Del Nachum. If you and I, you know, we're hungry and we shared a great pastrami sandwich from Shmuka Bernstein. <laughs> even, even, even if we shared it like a month before, we would still have the same uh, enjoyment, you know. So right. what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, people could get callous in life, and, but really th- this natural beauty is, is it's there. And it's not, it's not just really by seeing things. I just want to make sure I think... On whatever level you could, it's, it's by doing something. You Experiencing know, like, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I think so. You know, I got to tell you, on Kanfei this um, this year, we were in Hawaii, and uh, Rabbi Krasiansky made made a chasana actually in, in, in a Hawaiian hotel on on the water. It was pretty beautiful. About three hundred Chabad people flew down to Honolulu. It was a, like the first and only Hasidic wedding on the island. And at that wedding, I met a surfer who. He converted. Now he's a from Yid, and he uh, about sixty-five. Very special man. I forget his name. He, he he makes surfboards. That's his job, and he makes surfboards for the best surfers in the world. And he spoke to me about every single morning he goes surfing at five thirty in the morning, and you could see the sparkle in his eye from feeling this energy and this beauty. And he's been doing that his whole life. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I could talk, you know, I could talk forever about about this feeling and where it comes from. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think it ever gets old, you know, the, the and, feeling and, of, and knowing, and knowing you, you took up surfing the next morning, <laughs> <laughs> right? Un- unsuccessfully. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored digital radio around the world, on the web at com on the Nahum single network. And of course on the beloved NSN app, Rabbi Vincent Scheinfeld, one of the people quoted in the article about Rabbi Alone Ghoul. Uh, in Mishpacha magazine uh, from this past weekend about is the pain only in your brain? Um, uh, he's with us live via telephone. Um, well, I mean, you've given us a great perspective, that's for sure. And I, I think that if there'd be a final message, I guess it would be that people who are who are suffering chronic pain, uh, while we are certainly not discouraging them from going the medical route and checking things out, they may want to check out the possibility of using their own thought process to beat that pain. Would that be a good way of putting it? Yeah, yeah. To, to realize and, and to change change that narrative that maybe there's really nothing wrong with them and that pain, um, yeah. I, I would just want to say people are always uh, wondering how could I know if it's really the pain or, right. or physical. Right. And of course, like, but just one thing to notice, like a trick, you know, one of these tricks, which is not mentioned in the article is, when I had that back pain, you know, for many years, or many years ago, for I would say a couple of years, um, there were always moments when I would look back, like, oh, you know, in the past hour, 
Like, I didn't feel it. I actually got it from my chair without noticing. So I feel like a good, like, barometer is, like, even people have this pain. I think sometimes when their mind is totally distracted by something else, right. you know, then they'll notice that, oh, for the past 20 minutes, I actually did something that I didn't think I could do, you know. So that's like a sort of a simon that, that, that oh, that when I'm really – when my mind doesn't have the ability to grab all of my attention, then uh, then it's really even better. Like I always think, like if God forbid someone was escaping, um, the Nazis were coming. If if uh, something very powerful was coming in your life, like if you had a broken leg, you wouldn't be able to run, you know, or, or not too many feet. But if you had a back pain, you wouldn't even feel it. You know, you, you'd be running just as fast as the guy next to you. Right. You know, you know that it's one of those kind of injuries. I just wanted to say one other thing. Someone called me because once they hear these kind of medical theories, they get a little bit carried away. Someone said, well, you know, and I also don't believe in vaccines. I don't believe. So we're not advocating anything like that. We're very into medical science and, and what, what, what works. This is just a, a particular area of medicine that even if you didn't believe in Dr. Sarno, if you were a smart enough, a student enough observer, you would know there's such confusion in the medical world. And then this is, happens to be like the correct medical, um, you know, the correct medical um, analysis. It's not. It's not some hopeful right. uh, anti-establishment, uh, you know, movement. No. Uh, MS and Sheker means truth and falsehood. So, if someone has a broken leg, that is an MS pain. If someone has chronic back pain, it might might be a Sheker pain, according to your theory, right? Yeah, Nachum. Thank you for bringing up those words. As you know, those words are very powerful words in my life. MS and Sheker. Uh, I'm actually hopefully going to write something about that that may be published. Uh, and uh, I've in my life, like the words, when things are checker, what they mean is they're, they're distractive from what's essentially going on in your body or right. in your heart or in your mind. Right. And there are things in life that are, that are checker. As you know, I think there are foods that are checker that people eat to distract, like a cigarette smoking. Um, if, if I could mention this, just I, I was... I never smoked a cigarette in my life, <laughs> and I never will. But when I see people smoking cigarettes, besides the fact that it's killing them, I see people who are sad or or internally sad or angry, and they're trying to distract their emotions. So such a um, activity I call a sheker activity because it's it's actually masking what's truly going on. Um, believe it or not, I was once uh, in a meisharim in a, in, a, in yeshiva, and I saw a tshuva on on one of the um, just a, a photocopy tshuva from Avol Yashiv. And the tshuva spoke about cigarettes, and it spoke about one shouldn't smoke. And then Avol Yashiv said the following, and I still would love to find this tshuva if anybody listening uh, could find it and let me know. So Avol Yashiv wrote that, and besides, when smoking cigarettes is a sign of um, somebody who's like nervous about life or not at peace with life. And it's true, Yirei Hashem, he writes, is, is somebody who is at peace with life and doesn't need to be, I'm using my Lashon, but it was, his Lashon was similar, doesn't need to be distracted, and, and, and therefore one shouldn't smoke cigarettes because it's a simon of not being at peace with what life really is. And, oh. and then Rabbi Yashav, so that was amazing because that's what I use the word checker. And then he went on to say something else, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody in the audience, and of course this wasn't a Psakalacha, but he said, and that's why he said that Yurei Shemayim, didn't chew gum because, because gum, he said, gum was also 
a a a uh, um, distraction, a, a distraction like a reflection of like unrest. And by chewing gum, it's like now. Of course, that that's not a psychological. But I always felt gum was also what I call sheker. It was like something when I chew gum personally, and it's rare. But I know I'm usually doing it because I'm upset about something and I'm trying to distract. You know, of course, there are good reasons gum and we didn't say it as a psychalacha. It was just an awareness, I would say, right. that that you know there are these activities that we do in our lives. By the way, really by the if overeating is one of them, then the majority of Americans are not happy. Well, that's true. I I, I would say overeating is certainly a reflection of of, of the sheker of the inability. Look, there's, there's many reasons why people are overeating. It could be just yitzhar and many different things like that. But but ultimately, if one goes deep enough. Um, if people were more benachas ruach with just existence, then a lot of the these secular activities would be uh, easier to, to at least to, you know control. But I would say raising awareness of it is most important. It's not a halacha. There's no halacha against gum. There's no halacha. Well, maybe cigarettes there is because of uh, other reasons. But right. it's more like an awareness. I was just so happy that Rabbi Yashiv sort of raised that idea that there's of what's really going on in, in your neshama and in your soul. That could be a very important factor to notice, even if you're not doing anything that's halakhically wrong, but it could be still a reflection of the um, attitude that maybe a true connection to Hashem would, would avoid. Because he was quoted in this week's Mishpacha magazine, we invited Rabbi Ben-Sion Scheinfeld on. The article is uh, about the cover stories about Rabbi Alon Gull tapping the Sarno mind-body link to banish chronic pain. Rabbi Scheinfeld, who has addressed these issues with us before, uh, is the uh, director of Camp Confe. Go to confe.com. They also have a Benos Confe for young women, a, a boys Confe for young men. And um, and in the information you want about anything, or by Scheinfeld is more, by the way, in fact, people who are commenting on our app about this conversation, you really should email Rabbi Scheinfeld directly. He'll be more than happy to address uh, your concerns, etc. It's skitora at yahoo.com, skitora at yahoo.com, because we know him as the skiing rabbi. Rabbi Scheinfeld, I thank you very, very much for joining us and the continued good health to everybody. Thank you, Nachum. Okay, great, great to be here. Rabbi Benzion Scheinfeld on a very interesting Wednesday morning at JM in the AM.
Just can't break this bond. Yes, we are pushing 
Shame in the A with Shmuley Unger, Macha Bracha. Speaking of Macha Bracha, by the way, one of the stars of the Macha Bracha video, Mayor K himself, expected in studio at JM in the AM tomorrow morning. That's right. Mayor K is going to join us live tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. And um, we'll have a big announcement, as you would suspect. How could we not have a big announcement? 
We'll have a big announcement. We'll have a big discussion. Lots to talk about. Mayor Kay visits JM and the AM. Always a big treat. Tomorrow morning right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. About 7.35 tomorrow morning, his, uh, his visit will take place. Yeah, about 7.35. Pretty cool, huh? JM and Wednesday with 29 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 42. My thanks to Rabbi Scheinfeld for joining us earlier. Uh, I'll talk about the JNF in uh, just a few minutes as they do their big tree planting campaign for Tu Bishvat. Plus, they have a massive contest going on, which we'll talk about. Anybody wants to be in touch with the Rabbi Scheinfeld, that, uh, and, and based on some of the comments we got on the app, there are some people who do want to be in touch with him. Um, it's skitorah at yahoo.com, skitorah at yahoo.com. By the way, Trucker Yitz, I know that January 23rd, um, oh, three, okay, that, that makes sense. January 23rd, three years ago, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Because so I think it was like Parshas Bashalach or something in that area, right? Yeah, that was a Shabbos storm that was, uh, was a challenging one. I remember that, a real challenging one. Uh, yeah, Trucker Yitz is uh, paying careful attention to what we're saying, and I appreciate that. More coming up, JM and the AM. This comes from our friends at FDD, Israel Bill Vavot, led by the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, Mr. Simon Jacob, at JM and the AM. We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how while our people flood back in from all the nations and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption. Shana, <laughs> 
J.M. in the A.M. with Israel Bill Vavot here on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Great song. Thank you to our friends at uh, FDD and, of course, to uh, Simon Jacob, the chairman of the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative. Wednesday morning broadcast. Well, guess what? On Monday, it's Tu B'Shvat. Yeah. We can say Tu B'Shvat Higia this coming Monday. Mayor Weingarten and I are going to be uh, presenting the Tu B'Shvat special even if it's nine degrees outside, as it says it's going to be early Monday morning in the New York area. Yeah, that's nine f- Fahrenheit, by the way, <laughs> for, those, for those listening around the world who think it's no big deal. Um, anyway, so uh, Tubishvat, of course, and our friends at JNF, the Jewish National Fund, they go hand in hand. Uh, an opportunity on Tubishvat, just like the rest of the year, to plant a tree and to uh, help continue to build the land of Israel. But this year, not only will you be planting a tree, you'll have a chance to actually win a wonderful prize as well. Um, Jason Boker is with us, head of the Five Towns Advisory Committee, the Long Island Board of the Jewish National Fund. He has more details for us 
about Tubishvat. Jason, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me, and uh, good morning to you. Good morning to you, and a very happy to an early happy Tubishvat to you. Yeah, a bit, a bit early. That definitely doesn't. Look gonna, it's not going to feel like Tubishvat at nine degrees Fahrenheit, but uh, we'll uh, we'll still have to think about planting trees. We'll make the best of it. Now, one of the ways, and I know that they people could do this every single day of the year, but nonetheless, on Tubishvat, it's extra special. One of the ways to continue to build the land of Israel to do something productive for the land and the state of Israel is to go to the JNF website, jnf.org, and actually plant a, a tree in Israel. And again, like I said, people do that all year round. But when they do it on Tu B'Shvat, Jason, there's an extra bonus. Am I correct about that? There, there is a bonus. There's actually a sweepstakes going on. There is a, uh, if, you, if you plant a tree or you open an easy tree account, and I'll get into what that is exactly, sure. uh, you, you actually get entered into a, a, uh, a sweepstakes to win a, a two uh, uh, tickets uh, round trip on El Al with uh, two nights at the Carlton Tel Aviv, uh, you know, courtesy of JNF, uh, and, and, uh, and you obviously get to plant a tree in Israel or multiple trees in Israel. Uh, the Easy Tree account is something that I have for a long time. I know a lot of other people that I know have uh, Easy Tree account. Do you want to send a, uh, a birthday wish? Uh, you want to send uh, some type of Mazel Tov or or condolence? Uh, you just go onto your Easy Tree account, and and in, in literally two minutes, you have uh, your uh, certificate mailed to, to the, the the individual that that you're interested in sending to. Uh, a beautiful JNF printed certificate showing a tree or multiple trees planted in Israel in in honor or memory of that occasion. It's a wonderful thing. People that, that I've sent it to uh, always, always comment how nice and how thoughtful it was, and it really to get set up is, is two minutes, and, and when you want to send it in the future, it's also two minutes to do, and it's a wonderful thing to do. Ah, I didn't realize that. So, you, so you're basically pre-buying trees, and then, and then you, you bank them in your account for when you need them. Correct, correct. And, and if you do buy multiple trees, there are discounts on multiple tree orders at, at 10 and 50 levels. There are, are discounts even. And, and it's, a, it's a really, it's a wonderful, easy, it's called Easy Tree because it really is just that easy. You don't have to start filling out all the details every time, all your information is in there. You just fill out who and where and what occasion you're sending it for, and, and, and it's done. And it's, and it's mailed out by JNF, and, and it's all taken care of. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful program, and uh, it's a good time to sign up for it if you don't have it because you can win a round trip trip to Israel, which is fantastic. Yeah, everybody out there, listen carefully. As Jason has just said, anybody who purchases trees to plant in Israel through JNF between now and the 21st of January, I remind you that the 21st of January is to Bishvat, uh, you're entered automatically into a sweepstakes. You buy 20 trees, it's 20 entries. Yeah, you buy 20 trees, it's 20 entries. Every single tree you buy is another entry, so it increases your chance to win. The grand prize, two round-trip tickets to Israel and El Al, two nights at the Carlton and Tel Aviv, plus a JNF day tour for two people. The 10 runner-up prizes will be the JNF Easy Tree accounts, 10 free trees per account. So you have a chance to actually win that as well. And as we said, each tree equals one entry and increase your chances by buying more and more trees between now and and the 21st of January, all of the information is at the JNF website, jnf.org. Again, jnf.org. And uh, Jason, I think that um, now that I got this concept of the Easy Tree account, this is a this is something I hope people consider out there because the ease with which they could do it. And you know, it's funny <laughs> people don't realize, how, at least in my case. Uh, how often we, we think about, you know, in fact, planting a tree for somebody or commemorating their birthday or special day. 
And, you know, just sometimes you do get around to it, sometimes you don't. With this, with the Easy Tree account, it's as simple as one, two, three. So hopefully people yeah, will correct. take it. Yeah, correct. It really it, it takes all the hassle out of, out of doing it. You know, what, like you said, you think of it yeah. and, and you want to do it, but then you have to set up the whole thing. It, 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 everything is really set up already. You, you just go on to uh, your phone, your, your, your computer, whatever it is, and you enter the information for the occasion, and, and it's done and it's taken care of. It's, it's really... Uh, you know, a pleasure. You know, and uh, and with everything that J and F does, we have to still remember that that J and F, uh, you know, part of the, the the expression, but but its roots are are in the land and, right. and and planting the trees. That's one of the you know things that we all know growing up is planting a tree in Israel through J and F. So this is still a major you know undertaking that J and F does, and and you know everyone knows the statistic already that that Israel was the only country entering the uh, 21st century with a net increase in trees. Right. Uh, and and that's really you know. One of the core, you know, values and work that JNF has done, and and this is an easy way to support that to continue that growth. I mean, today we have, you know, to worry about ecological issues and whatnot, not necessarily, you know, planting forests, you know, which they're still doing, but you know, all these issues are being taken care of by JNF, along with so many other things. JNF is synonymous with Tu Bishvat, and you could win a trip to Israel for two if you plant the tree for Tu Bishvat between now. And the 21st of January, all the details, as Jason Boker and I just discussed, are on the website, jnf.org, jnf.org. Sign up for your Easy Tree account. Purchase as many and plant as many trees as possible between now and the 21st of January because each tree is, uh, is equal to one entry in the contest. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Wishing you a happy to Bishvat. If you're, uh, if you're in this area, I hope you'll be tuned in to us on Monday morning. Well, no matter where you are, I hope you'll be yeah. tuned in to us. All over the world. <laughs> exactly. And celebrating to Bishvat, even if, it's, even if it's nine degrees outside. <laughs> let, let, you too. A wonderful to Bishvat to you. Let not the weather discourage us from building the land of Israel, right? Amen. Amen is right. Thanks, Jason. Jason Boker, everybody. Wonderful person and somebody who is... Uh, <laughs> Somebody who's planting trees, it seems, on a regular basis with his Easy Tree account. It's easy for you as well. Go to jnf.org and you can get details just how you can set it up and become a participant. And if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to set up an Easy Tree account, plant a tree between now and Tubishvat at jnf.org and you have a chance to win that amazing prize plus plenty of runner-up prizes as well. More coming up 23 minutes before 9 o'clock on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning with this song from Miami.
J.M. in the A.M. with Miami. <clears throat> That's called Shalom. That's by request on our app here at J.M. in the A.M. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. One of our uh, commentors says that the Easy Tree account is fantastic. Thank you for that. I'm sure our friends at J.N.F. agree, as do we. 
Well, tomorrow, a big day here at JM in the AM. Mayor Kay visits JM in the AM with a massive announcement. Oh, yeah, we have a big, 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 big announcement tomorrow. A really, really big announcement. This is the type of announcement that Rabbi Mark Landsman, the principal of the Yeshiva of Central Queens, is going to enjoy. You know, I might dedicate the announcement to him. That's how much he's going to enjoy it. So Mayor Kay in tomorrow. We have a major, major announcement tomorrow here at JM and the AM. He'll be here about 7.35 tomorrow morning. And, um, you know, anytime he's here, there's, there's always a major announcement. So he'll be joining us tomorrow here at JM and the AM. Um, Shomre Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey says, save the date, Sunday, April the 7th, celebrating Rabbi Benjamin and Chevy Uden's 50 years of dynamic leadership at Congregation Shomri Torah and beyond. It's happening at the Atrium Ballroom up in Muncie. Again, that's April the 7th. Information, UdenTribute.org. UdenTribute.org. I saw one of the Uden's uh, grandchildren the other day at the wedding Monday night, and um, they're excited. They're excited about the big, big event for their grandparents, as are we here at JM and the AM. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Uh, Yoni Pollock, uh, does he know that tonight, does he know that tonight the NBA's best team is going up against his team? Does he know that it's Brooklyn at Houston tonight? Uh, Yoni presents great music, plus fun in Jerusalem's Joanna Shepson will interview Yuval Klein from the Windmill Complex. Yuval Klein from the Windmill Complex coming up. On Yoni Pollock's Bite Size between 9 and 11 o'clock. Wednesday's live lunch of Rummy Host starting at 11. That's going to be 11 o'clock uh, this morning until 1 p.m. Eastern time. Here at... Uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, what do we got here? Quarter before 9 o'clock. JM in the AM with Barry Weber. <laughs>
Eitan Freilich here at JM and the AM. Baruch Levine before that as we start to wrap up a, a Wednesday morning. Don't forget, tomorrow, Mayor Kay stops by our studio at 735. We will have a major announcement. Plus, you know, with him, you never know what's going to happen, frankly. <laughs> so Mayor Kay in studio tomorrow morning here at JM and the AM. If you haven't read up on Mayor Kay, go to his Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter and read up on him and all the different things he's involved with. Mayor Kay tomorrow morning. I want to thank everybody been Ben Seinfeld. I want to thank uh, Jason Boker for joining us here today at JM and the AM. Coming up, um, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Live lunch with Avrami and plenty more all through the day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Achenu Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com. On the Nahum Single Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next, featuring an interview that Joanna Shepson has conducted. That's all coming up on Bite Size. 11 o'clock live from Beit Shemesh. It's Avrami with a live lunch. 11 until 1. Make sure to join him. Comment on the NSN app all through the day. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.